Calling all overwhelmed coaching and service-based entrepreneurs. Are you struggling with working in and on all the things when it comes to your business? Delegating projects to your team, struggling with apps, tools, and programs that are supposed to make you feel more productive? You are not alone. We have created this podcast for you. Tune in each week to hear how you can create structure within your business, learn when it's time to hire a team, and be the fly on the wall for the episodes when we talk with other entrepreneurs who were in this same situation, but worked through it with the help of a team. Welcome to the Business Managers Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Business Managers Podcast. We are back officially. I think this will be our season two opener. Didn't think we were going to have seasons, but look at that. We have seasons. We took a break for the holiday. So welcome to 2022. Whenever you're listening to this, this is you're going back in time. We are excited for our next guest. We have Sarah Nokid. She is the founder and CEO of OBM School. OBM School is an online training academy that teaches you how to start and scale a thriving business as an online business manager with an option for certification. Her mission is to support you in gaining the expertise and confidence needed to hone in on your passion and carve out a career you love in the online world. They've leveraged over a decade of industry experience to bring you the most advanced online business management training programs that will help ensure your long-term success in the fast-evolving digital space. OBM School's training approach walks you through every aspect of launching a business so that you can develop the critical skills and advanced knowledge needed to stand out from the competition and successfully lead clients to the next level. So welcome, Sarah. You are- Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me here. Psyched. We're psyched to have- very exciting. Very, very exciting. Let's talk a little bit more about us about it. Tell us how you got to this point. Like what what threw you into this this whole the world, area of the, the world? Crazy yeah. world of training. I <laughs> it's know. It's true. Oh, so you know, I started off much like you ladies getting at a corporate. Um, and this mm-hmm. was over 10 years ago. And I think I just hit the ground running in this space when you know, when not a lot of people were doing the OBM thing. And one of the first products that I created was because I'm obsessed with systematizing things. Like, I mean, I have three kids under the age of 10, under the age of nine. So for me, it's all about having systems in my business. And so what I did with my OBM clients was I really helped them build systems in their businesses. And that led me to create team growth formula and the systems vault and a lot of these pieces that ultimately led me to training online business managers and really developing developing that over the years and really realizing that you know whereas my why I'm all about my why I really encourage people to know what your why is because if you don't have a strong enough why you're not going to make it at a corporate or in this business so for me it started off as you know, really giving my kids the feeling of growing up with a stay-at-home mom because I grew up with a stay-at-home mom, but like realistically, like who can afford financially to be a one-income family? Moreover, with today's days and marriages, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. So I need to make sure that financially I'm sorted. So it sort of started off as wanting to give my kids this 
this experience. And then also I had moved from Canada to Israel. So here I am living in a completely different country. I don't speak the language. So I had to get resourceful. And it really, I think just having, being in that situation really forced me to get honest and clear about what I needed to be a happy wife, happy life, you know, and have that flexibility. And then as it, so it started off as being very much like me centric, but as I started to make an impact on this world, which I think is what we all, you know, even with this podcast, what we're all trying to do here, it was so much bigger than that. And it really was about showing women that they too can have this flexibility. I'm like, girl, if I can do this from Israel, then none of you guys have any excuses. Like that's always my bottom line. I created a thriving agency from here. No one has any excuses. Time zone, schmime zone. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. Clients are happy when you're working and they're sleeping and vice versa. You'll be happy when your clients are sleeping and you're working. Right. Right. Exactly. So, (laughs) So it sort of started off as like, I need to like make this work, make life work for myself. And then it became so much more of a mission in life for me, which was pleasant because again, I, we, we were talking before, like we're such back end backdoor people. I'm not some crazy visionary person. I never had some big vision for myself. I just wanted to like be left alone. <laughs> <laughs> which is why we yeah, got out of corporate, right? Get just yeah. leave us alone. Just leave me alone. Just Let me, me do alone. what I need. To I don't do. want to go on any trips. That sucks. No. Yeah. I don't want to do it. I don't want to fly. I don't want to wear heels. I don't want to wear pantyhose. No, thank you. PJs for life. PJs for life. <laughs> That's exactly. awesome. So it's almost like you were made for this pandemic. It prepared yeah. you. You were prepared with your job or your career because you were meant to to be at home and working from home and doing all the things. I think the pandemic for me was traumatizing because I mean, like it was for so many of us, because I am also of the favor of like kids need to socialize with their friends, you know, for me, here I am with, you know, when the pandemic started, my daughter was just going into grade one. Did she learn how to read? Did she learn how to write? No, none of those things happen. So for the, you know, Grade one, grade two, great. Now we're into grade three. It's all of this extra, extra stuff happening. And it's been, I wonder what the impact on our kids is going to be. Oh, yeah. Years from now. Like, never yeah. mind us. I can, I, I got wine. I can survive, you know, but <laughs> my kids need to socialize. They need to see their friends. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I have the most fondest memories of grade one. I remember Miss hmm. Lewis. My, she's the only teacher I remember. I remember like words that I learned and things like that. And I'm thinking like how sad it is that you know these kids are losing out on those experiences. But that's like yeah, I agree. I remember specific things from first grade as well. Who right? Miss Regan was my else. teacher? Grade yeah, three, grade five. No, not really. But grade one. Yes. Yeah, because it was so yeah. much fun. It was so much fun, and kindergarten yeah. too. Like my. Son is two years younger than my daughter. And he was like in, you know, junior and then senior kindergarten. And like it was in and out and in and out. Like kindergarten was also the best thing ever. Yeah. Naps, which I bet that they don't do naps, naps anymore. Cookies and juice. Hello. And fun fact, that was the only time in my life that I was the tallest kid in class. <laughs> it was kindergarten. I hold on to that. See, and look at that. Never- you remember that memory. No. And another fun fact is the kindergarten, there was our two classes were attached with the other teachers class. And then when my niece and nephew who are now 21 
went to kindergarten. We're 55. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're 55. They went to kindergarten. They had her as a kindergarten oh teacher and God, she remembered so- all five of us growing up. So it's like, oh my God. That's, that's why kindergarten and first grade is because they remember you, you know? That's- yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, what did my kids miss out on? You know, and I'm, yeah. I'm not like kudos to the homeschooling mothers. I know that I'm sure a lot of your listeners are into the homeschooling thing. I just look at those women and I'm like, wow, what can't you do? What right. can't you do? Because superheroes. I don't know. I can't do that. I can't, I can't play. You know, I, I mean, I love arts and crafts, but. You're busy systemizing. I'm, I lie. I'm like, give me some SOPs, you know, <laughs> give me some team members to train. <laughs> yeah. So who right. do, yeah. Who do you work with? Who do you yeah. see come through the, the doors of the OBM school? Oh so, yeah. So I see a lot of women who are in corporate still, like we know, and who are basically planning their corporate escape. Yeah. I would say that at least 25% of women are like that. Then a good chunk of, of people, I'd say probably about 70% of people are usually in the virtual world. They might already be a VA, maybe they're freelancing to some degree, and they're looking to add online business management services to their offerings, or they want to level up under their mindset. I, I find a lot of VAs that I work with have almost been in the space for so long that they have a lot of limiting beliefs around how much they can charge and what they can offer. And then you're, cause I know it myself, I did the, you know, back in the day, I also started positioning myself as a VA because OBMs didn't exist back then. Right. right? Like, so we, I, we were like all VAs, even though I had an MBA, I had sold a business, like it didn't matter. I was starting, everyone feels like they need to start from square one. Mm-hmm. So we get a lot of those um, individuals. And then we get this other kind of person who is just like gung-ho, confident, I'm going to make this work for myself, you know, OBM, I feel it in my bones kind of person. And and I too was a lot like that as well. Like I, when I heard the OBM for the first time, I was like, I can align myself with that because Mm. I don't want to be anyone's assistant. MBA or no MBA, I felt like I had a lot of management experience. You know, I had, I had a, I had a landscaping company, believe it or not when I lived in Canada with my then boyfriend, now husband, we almost killed each other. Um, (laughs) After we almost killed each other, we, we sold the business, not because we almost killed each other because and uh, fled the country, unfortunate family events that required us to sell the business and take care of his brother and sister. Mm -hmm. Um, So we kind of moved in as like, cause he's got, he had, you know, there's like a 10 year age gap between him and his younger brother and sister. They're twins. So we came in to help, uh, to help raise them. And that was also why we moved here to Israel. And I'm still here 12 years later. <laughs> that's awesome though. I mean, yeah, you're, I mean, that's, I know it's overused all the time, but the whole nomad life, like you're, you're doing it. You're yeah, saying, I'm like, I'm, yeah, sometimes I'm like, am I a nomad? I've been here for like 12 years. I'm not going anywhere. I don't want, I'm like, I live in this beautiful house. My husband built us a gorgeous house. He's a builder. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> But you move from room to room. So we're going to call you. Room. Room. Yeah, occasionally, I'll, I'll yes. occasionally I work from the kitchen, but that's kind of like, you know, too many to the, like the coffee machine is like calling my name. No, yeah. too much. <laughs> it doesn't matter where you live. It can be done. Well, that's the beauty of it. I think. Mo- and that's the thing I the other piece of it is so a lot of these gung ho women in the program 
they're nomad, they're nomadic. You know, we have someone in the program, she's German, she lives in Costa Rica. You know, we Mm -hmm. have people in Trinidad and Tobago, we have people in the Bahamas, we have people, you know, all over Europe and Australia. And we have a person in Australia, a person in New Zealand in the program. Like, so I also feel so um, blessed that I can go to pretty much any continent and be like, do I have friends here? I got some virtual friends here. Kima wants to meet me for a coffee. Like as lame as that sounds, because I don't know how about you guys, but like, I don't have a lot of real world friends. I've got a few of my girlfriends from high school and then my online friends. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was talking to my mother about this the other day. Like if I visit Chicago, like I have friends that can meet me there because Mm -hmm. that's where they do their work. Or, you know, if if we go to Florida, we have friends there, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. not as international because that's, we're not doing that sort of travel right now, but we have people all over the world that we can meet because we work online. Mm -hmm. It's pretty awesome. And like actually forge genuine friendships. Like I was just speaking to somebody before this call and we're like, we've never met in person before. Actually, a lot of my clients, when I was, when I was an active OBM are Australian because they're five hours. Like I was saying, you know, they're going to sleep and I'm just waking up. It's such a great client to have. So all of my Australian clients, like I love Australians. I love Australia. I love everything about it. You know, my husband's an avid kite surfer. So when we did visit Australia, he was like out with his kite and I was able to finally meet some of my clients in person. Oh, that's awesome. And it was so, it was like, I had to pinch myself, you know, I was like, what is this? Right. What is this life? we right. for ourselves. Yeah. I love the idea that you're only five hours from Australia because oh. the jet lag from Australia for no, us five is hour like time ridiculous. Zone, it's like, oh, uh, takes like hours. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like a five hour time zone difference, but it's yeah. like. It was, a, I actually flew with, I was pregnant at the time with my two little ones and it was, wow, such a schlub to get there. Yeah. <gasps> yeah we, we did it from Boston, went to Boston to LA oh. and then LA to Sydney. It was horrific, but we so worth it. in Thailand. So I was like, oh, complaining. I was like, we had some great Thai food and then we continued on our way. That's awesome. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. It was really nice. Yeah. Yes. Well, well, let us get back to business because we have, <laughs> we have been talking about all the things, but not the things that we really should be talking to you about. Um, <laughs> what happens? You know, a lot of times we find that when we, when we try to explain to people what an OBM is that they kind of don't understand, how yeah. do you explain that? And why do you believe that this work is important? Yeah, that's a really deep, intense question. It is. So I would yeah. say that, you know, OBMs are typically the person who makes sure that the right things get done by the right people, right? Like we're the person who makes sure that every all the seats on the bus are filled with the team members and that people are doing what they should be doing. And it's interesting because not every business needs an OBM, whereas every business needs like a virtual assistant type implementation role. So the OBM comes on when there are three distinct things happening in the business. One is that the business model is proven, right? So you have a business model where you're, you know, legit. The second piece is that the revenue is consistent. So I, I usually say that when a business is, is, is reached its six figure mark or more, mm-hmm. then it's an ideal time to start to entertain what it would be like to work with an OBM if there's already a VA in place. And then the third thing for me is, and this is the most important thing, that the, the business owner looking to hire is in the right mindset for delegation, right? Like we always come across these business owners that, 
I don't know what it is. I, I, I mean, I can relate. I can understand because I also think I'm great at everything, but yep. they think that they can only do the things in their business and they are the only ones who can do them, do those things right. And what happens when they bring on an OBM and once they get sorted and, you know, comfortable is that they're like, oh my God, which is the same thing that happened when I hired my first OBM. Emily was, I was like, wow, she's so much better at doing all these things than I am. Wild, wild, <laughs> like miles away. <laughs> awesome. You know, stuff happens. This is real life, right? Yeah. Yeah. It is but yeah, life. I mean, we have, we've had clients that have hired us. They're like, yes, I need you. They hire us. And then it's crickets. And we're like, hello, give us stuff. Like what, how, what? this is in the VA world. Like when we were doing a lot right. of VA work and it's like, go back to basics, come back to us when you're ready to, to let go a yeah, little to level up. Like a, right. Yeah. A lot of the times this business is in this awkward phase where they can't afford to bring an OBM on retainer. And I, and I always encourage my students inside of OBM school, like you want to work with a client for at least three months, mm-hmm. three to six months, less than that. You, there's no impact, you know, you're not right. really accomplishing anything. You know, you, you have the learning curve of learning the business and all the things. So you have to make sure that you have that in place. But also most of the time I see with these business owners is that they don't have systems. They, I mean, I'm, I'm always default to these SOPs. Like, <laughs> When I, when I've worked with clients over the years, I'm like, no wonder your VA ran away and MIA missing in action. No wonder like so-and-so quit. They don't know, they they don't know what you want them to do. You're not giving them stuff. It's inconsistent, Mm -hmm. but I'm, my whole MO is like, if you have a recurring task in your business, document and delegate that Mm -hmm. document and automate that, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever that takes. And I just, I'm so passionate about automation and delegation and all those things that I just think it's like, I wasn't always like this, but I always find it so confused that so confusing that there are clients that are successful without those key ingredients. Yeah. Like, How do you do it? Oh, you're burnt yeah. out and exhausted. Oh, right. Is it right. like groundhog day for them every single day? Like when they stay or how do you go to sleep at nighttime? Do you like literally check the things off in your mind as you're like, oh, I forgot to do that. Oh, I right. have to get so-and-so to do that. Oh, I should have really delegated that. I don't have anyone to delegate to. Even the process we've worked with, with clients who will launch a program every six months or whatever. And, and it is literally like starting from scratch. It's like, let us document this, please. So that it's easy to, to do this again. It's like you said, systemizing. Yeah. So yeah. And I think back to the question of like, what does an OBM do? You know, OBMs have to be there when there's something to manage, right? Like that's the key, you know, is there a team to manage? Is there a a product? Is there a membership? What needs to be managed? An OBM doesn't manage the entire, I think that's a common fallacy is that we come in, you know, with our, on on our, I don't even know what the expression is, but we come in there. Yeah. Winds, you know, whatever blaze, something's blazing. Yeah. I don't know. Guns something's blazing. Pajamas are blazing. Something like that. <laughs> we're like coming in there to like do all to manage the whole business. And I'm like, it couldn't be further from the truth. You know, we right. are by no means managing all the things. It's like the right. landscaping company all over again. I know. I know. <laughs> you should know better than this also. So say I am I'm done. I am listening to this and I am like, I get, get me out of this corporate hell. I'm about to go back into the office after this whole COVID thing. I don't want to go back to the office. I really like staying and working from home. So what's the process? Like how long is the the program? How, how does the program work? And, and what's that all look like? 
Yeah. So, so our, our program, our beginner program is called our OBM school accelerator and it's a six month program. Now the actual core content is about eight to 12 weeks to get through, but I, you know, as we all know, you're not going to build a business in eight to 12 weeks. I mean, you could definitely get something going there, but there's a lot of mindset. So when it comes, if you are, if you're listening here and you're in that position where you're like, oh, I'm going to bang my head against the wall. If I have to stay here any longer, I always encourage people to take stock of those transferable skills. You know, do you have project management experience? Have you managed a team? Have you managed a budget? Like play yourself up a little bit. I find like we're so modest, like it's obnoxious, you know, mm. toot your own horn a little bit and get clear on some of the more managerial things that you've been doing so that you don't default to starting perhaps in the VA space, which is fine. I mean, look, I, I have two VAs on my team. VAs are very important, but implementation is not for everybody, right? So if you are wanting to be an OBM, it's about taking stock of like, what are my managerial qualities and how can I leverage these with people? And then it's about, like I always say, unlike in other businesses, when you're positioning yourself as an OBM, you have to walk the walk and talk the talk. You know, you can't just be like, oh, I don't have a website and I haven't prioritized growing my own business. Can I manage your business? You know, people are going to see right through that. So Absolutely. I, you know, part of what we do inside the accelerator is we work on that business development piece, you know, so figuring out what are the transferable skills, what's the budget that you need to like escape corporate realistically, yeah. because I don't want anybody's being in a in a bad financial situation because they're trying to make a change in their life. Like that's, that's scary, right? I think we all have that fear. Does it ever go, does it go away? I don't know. No, but, no, no. Um, <laughs> like it sticks, sticks around. So, I yeah. mean, there's definitely a lot of mindset and I think it's also inside of our accelerator. It's about being in that container with mm-hmm. other women and some men who are leveling up and changing the way they look at career and work and flexibility and what that means for them. So it's a really, the accelerator is a really nice container. And then if you decide to go on to certification, you upgrade and you go into another container where the people inside of certification, you know, we have clients already. So we're, we're actively working to get more clear, get, get more clarity around the actual skills we offer as online business managers. And we work together in breakout sessions. We call it our OBM lab. You know, mm, I like that. I love it. It's like a laboratory where, you know, we're like experimenting with things. Cause my whole thing from the get-go has always been like, you have to really experience something to success, like to confidently offer it to a client, right? Like if I've never managed a launch before, like if you're my client and you have a launch, I'm going to go into that launch, like chicken with my head caught off mm-hmm. and I'm going to literally be in pain the entire time. So part of what happens inside the OBM lab is getting people acclimated with what it's like to manage a launch and what that feels like to manage a launch. And so that they can confidently go forth with their clients and do these OBM, you know, high ticket item and sell themselves right with confidence and poise. Mm. And that's all prior to the certification? No, that's the certification. Oh, okay. The lab. That is the certification. So it's like getting those skills and working inside of our breakout sessions inside the OBM lab with our mentors and getting those credentialed badges from Credly. So we we work in partnership with Credly so that you can have those accredited 
badges that have the metadata on the back end. Oh, cool. Okay. Project management. Great. Well, and this is also, it's also that educational piece because like, God bless those clients, but they don't, you know, and people will always say to me, well, you know, my client doesn't know what an OBM is. Well, that's why we have to educate people. Does it really matter what you call yourself? Not so much. You know, it's about, it's about the um, transformation you offer your clients, right? Are you going to give them back more of your time because you're taking more of their time because you're taking off some of those management pieces that they don't have to like manage the project. They can go on and like have coffee with Susan and create a nice affiliate partnership that makes that hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? Absolutely. I can't yeah. do that for you. You know, you, we can't do that on their behalf. Yeah. They, yeah. they don't, they don't know what either. They don't know what OBM stands for. Like you said, they really don't give a crap. Like, I don't care what you call yourself. Like only VAs and OBMs care about like distinguishing (laughs) who's who your clients don't care. They just want shit to get done. Yep. That is the truth. Yeah. Help me with my launch. Do this, please. And and then you have to say to them, okay. Like, so that's the other thing. Clients will dump stuff on you as an OBM. And I always tell my students, like, that doesn't mean they want you to implement that. They mean that that just means that they're passing the buck to you to delegate to the appropriate person on the team. And I find that with VAs that are transitioning to OBM, myself included, when I went mm-hmm. through that, it's so hard to delegate because you're like, I can do this in five minutes, you know, yep. but it's not about that. <laughs> yes. about what's in the best interest of the business? You doing it in five minutes? Or are you teaching Susie how to do that ongoing until the end of time? Right. Yeah. So you can focus on something else with those five minutes. It's so true. I've, and I think you probably went through this too, when you have conversations with people and you're in the OBM role and they need something done that's technical and you're like, oh yeah, I can do that. And then you're like, no, that's someone else's job. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's not helping yeah. anyone. So yeah, to yeah, get that. So many genius, so many competence. That, yeah. That big leap book, Guy Hendricks. Yeah. Great game. Yes. Great book. It was a great book. I, yeah. I, I don't often find myself finishing books, but that one I <laughs> finished in its entirety. <laughs> Yeah. You know, really he has another good. book out now. Somebody was telling me another one of my students is in, I think like a group coaching program around the big leap. And he has a new book out. Oh, I was like, Ooh, I should get my hands on that. Absolutely. I don't know yeah. what you call, but there's a, there's a new one on the. Ooh, keep our eyes out for that. Yes. One. Keep your eyes peeled for that. Yeah. Melissa right. will finish so, another book in 2022. Yeah. <laughs> another personal die. I tend to read them like in chap, like, I'll yeah, flip around and yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really into audiobooks. I never thought I would say it, but I love audiobooks. Yeah. That is how I headphones. I walk for like an hour and I'm and then I actually finish things or you know, I'll listen to maybe a good good chunk of it. But it forces that is me how to I finish slow it. down because I think I'm go, 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 go all the time. But I do listen to my audiobooks at like one and a half, at least. Yes. I sell, buy, sell. I will be honest and transparent here. That is how I finished the big leap because he was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 you got to do like, what you got to do. Yeah. Check, 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 check. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yes. and in there. Yeah. But then you remember things because. Yeah, you do. I mean, I think That's the whole thing the behind the times two or times one and a half is that our brain works at that speed, which is why it wor- helps and works. Yeah. Because when they speak at the normal speed, we don't, it doesn't really, we don't process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I also YouTube videos. I was like watching one on regular speed. I was like, is this in slow motion? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's not. It's like, this guy talks so slow. Yeah. Speed it up two times the speed. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> All right. So um, how can people find you? Because I know we're running short on time here, but we want people to be able to find you and learn more about OBM school. Yeah. And- yeah. How can they get started? Well, yes. well, yeah. So I have this wonderful OBM starter kit at obmschool.com forward slash starter. So that's great for anyone listening. That's like, you know what? I'm ready to like dabble in this. What does this OBM world look like? Or maybe you're transitioning from VA land. And of course you can find me pretty much anywhere online on Instagram on, you know, we've got our, like we were talking about the competent OBM community. We've got mm-hmm. it's like over 10,000 people. We've got that free Facebook community that I've been running. Just, I, again, I'll say it again. I'll scream it from the hilltops. Us OBMs. We're just such lovely, wonderful people. <laughs> it's very <laughs> true. Wonderful. Really louder like for the people in the back. Heart of service, wonderful, warm, loving people. It's true. They just want to be left their heads. <laughs> yeah. Just want to be left alone. Exactly. We just want to be left alone in our pajamas. Don't bother me on the weekend. I'm not coming out. It's not going to happen. <laughs> no, I want to just go back a minute because you had mentioned earlier your why. What would you want to share that with the with us today? Yes. Yeah, so I was. I, I. I. My why is really about empowering women and some men because I. You know, there are definitely men in our programs as well to really take charge of their financial freedom and their freedom in general. And I don't think being an entrepreneur is for everybody because I desperately tried to get my best friend to be an OBM and was unsuccessful. So I was like, I can't force people to do this. But what I can say is that if this is something that is appealing to you and you are at all feeling like, oh, you know, OBM, that resonates with me, then I would invite you to, you know, download our starter kit and follow me, listen to more episodes on this podcast and really open up your mind to the possibility of having that freedom and flexibility. Like for me, it was about giving my kids the experience as a stay-at-home mom to start with, but it really evolved into helping to empower other women to believe in themselves that they too have the transferable skills because we all manage everything, like everything plus um, and to really start to apply this in people's businesses, like not as the assistant role, but as, you know, something more. So mm-hmm. for me, it's been such a while. I've been, I feel so privileged to be able to work with women all over the world who are legit changing their lives, changing their families' lives, both from a freedom and a financial perspective. So there's nothing that fills me up more than being able to, you know, speak with my students and hear them say, you know, like I actually have more time with my kids. Yes, I work 24 seven, you know, because again, me too, like I would work during the day, be with my kids in the afternoon. And then at 830, here I am working again in the evening. And like, I'm okay with that. Right. We make these sacrifices. But that's the great part of this, this sort of position is that you make the hours, you have that flexibility, you can make it your own, anyone Mm -hmm. can. And you have proven that by, you know, being in Israel, but having clients all over the world and raising your kids how you want to. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And I feel, Mm -hmm. I feel really lucky. I I swear I have to pinch myself sometimes. I'm I'm sure you guys feel the same. It's, you know, yeah, we can really make this happen. I don't need to be in some stuffy corporate office with some boss who's just trying to keep me in my place. Right. Right. Yeah. We're just four years out, four years and and what, two months out of corporate. And it's like, Zero regrets. Zero, yeah. zero regrets. That's zero, right. Zero. Zero. Yeah. zero. 
And, yeah. you know, sometimes but, we struggle, but, you know, the struggle is ours and it's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Someday we too will have a rocket ship that goes out into space and we can ride it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but we'll, be, we'll still be in our pajamas. Yes. yes. <laughs> That'll be our niche. We'll be the, yeah. the, the pajamas. Pajama yeah. astronauts. Mm-hmm. Pajastronauts. 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 I love it. You are, you really are our people, Sarah. You are. I can't even believe how much your people are our people. You are. I love it. We are. You'll have to come back again someday. Anytime, ladies. I love it. Anytime you want to have me, I'm happy to come back. And I can attest that, you know, you are active on social media, which is great because a lot of people sometimes get lost there. So yeah. Go check her out everywhere. Um, we'll drop yeah. the link to the starter kit into the show notes. It's All her link. puppy on Instagram. Yes. Who doesn't love puppies? I love puppies on Instagram. <laughs> and we love children in the witching often. hour in Israel. And, and you know, my, my yeah, last tip, put a lock on your office door if you have one. <laughs> <laughs> the gremlins are coming. Yes. <laughs> well, listen, have a great rest of your evening. And thank uh, you. Thanks to everyone for tuning in today and having patience with us on our, you know, first day back. It was first day school. And join us in our Facebook group, the Business Managers Podcast, where we drop all the goodies in there as well. And that's about it. Find us at MergioEnterprises.com. And uh, everybody have a great week and we will see you again next week. Thank you, Sarah. Thank Thank you, you, Sarah. Everyone have a great day. That was so much fun. I know. Did you enjoy today's episode? If you did, help us grow with a follow, rate, and review. Check us out online at mergioenterprises.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Mergio Enterprises. See you next week and tell your friends.